Hi, everybody. My name is Misha, a.k.a. Refilling My Wallet. And my name is David. And the whole damn thing doesn't need to be said. Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) It's called Thicker Bread. Okay, so that's the name. Thicker Bread. Thicker Bread. (laughs) So if you listen to last week's episode, we talk about how we want to rebrand, change the name, um, because we don't think that we're just going to be talking about finance fails. We're going to be talking about a lot of things yes and so david wanted to call the podcast life's a shit sandwich which is just terrible and also (laughs) disgusting um but the whole quote is from david's dad and he says life's a shit sandwich get thicker bread get thicker bread which is like you know be prepared do what you got to do like you know stuff's gonna happen you know it's gonna happen just get get ready get ready get over it like you're going to have to eat it, so do it. <laughs> yep. So two people actually suggested this name, and they're geniuses. Um, the first is Katie, who is my future sister-in-law. So she's your future sister-in-law, too. But. <laughs> and then another person commented, um, their name is Fire Fitness. So thank you to both of you guys for that suggestion. It kind of like, once they said it, I was like, this is perfect. Yes. Yeah, because uh, we were sort of both on the mindset of dad's quotes, and this is like a easy way to do it. And I feel like it's intriguing. It is intriguing. Like, people are going to be like, what the hell is this podcast about? It's not a cooking channel. Sorry if you're joining and disappointed. Well, you know, Katie mentioned, she was like, bread can also refer to money. Oh, that's true. And so it's kind of... Oh, I didn't even think about that. I, I really like that. like it. I just like that it's it could have multiple meanings. It's kind of like you're going to look at it and be like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just see shirts made with I know, we can do so we can it. do avocado thicker bread. <laughs> avocado toast. Avocado toast on thicker bread. <laughs> there is a podcast called um, Price of Avocado Toast. I like them a lot. So Nice. Um, yeah, so just to shorten it, instead of calling it Life's a Shit Sandwich or the Get whole thicker bread. thing, we're just calling it Thicker Bread. I like it. So um, Great minds thing alike. Kudos to the two individuals that helped. Yes, and Katie is probably going to kill me because I'm going to need her to do another <laughs> another logo. Um, and she she already did Finance Fail and Cocktails logo, which I love so much because it just goes with the Bitmoji theme. But with the whole rebrand of Refilling My Wallet, um, I think we're going to have to go in a different direction. So... Get ready for some cool logos. Wow, what a what a what a shout out! <laughs> um, so the other thing is, what else was I gonna say about that? I forget. Do I forget? I don't know. I usually don't see the show notes. I know, but I was gonna <laughs> talk about. Oh, oh! So I've started telling my friends. Oh. I mentioned last week I was gonna start like letting um, them know uh, about it. Um, I so I let a few of my friends know. Did you reach out to them, or a did they see it ago. like... Oh, okay, okay, okay. So a couple months ago, I let a few of my friends know, and then um, one of my friends also has a second Instagram page, and in my blocking of everyone, I just didn't go through and block everyone's, like, new pages, so she sees, like, a reel of mine, and she's <laughs> like, man, that girl looks just like Misha, and she's like, no, she doesn't. She goes, no, yeah, she does, and she, like, starts to look in the page, and she's like this is Misha. And then she's, she's like, I felt like this was like Hannah Montana because I was like <laughs> hiding a second identity. So, um, I want to ask who it is. I don't know if you're okay with saying it. Well, I, I, um, <laughs> tell me off air, I'll tell you off air. But, um, so she found out and I was like, okay, like I, I need to find, need to start telling people, which when we, when we did, we still like each other's podcast like you started going viral your face is all over tiktok and i was like oh mine yes and anyway i mean i'm there too but like you're the one talking mostly so i was like oh my god everyone's gonna find out because like what am i gonna do be like hey hey, stephanie (laughs) travis can you block all of these people here's my list of 400 people so i was like no just like if they find me they find me um so i started telling people and obviously my friends are nice so they were all very supportive um you told family this weekend we told family this weekend um and they know about the podcast so they're they might be listening or they might have listened to the first 26 episodes and said i don't this is terrible um <laughs> but yeah so do you feel better telling people now or are you still like yeah or do you wish you still would have had a secret so 
I was telling them, they were like, well, why didn't you tell everybody? I was like, well, you know, it's, it's a very vulnerable topic to be like this completely vulnerable. I can talk to strangers about it all day long. And they were like, but why? And I was like, imagine I'm sitting here and I ask you to show me your finances. Show me every single not good decision you've made, every great decision you made. Tell me how much you make, how much the lowest amount you've made. Like, yeah, put it all stupid out there. you've done. I was like, that is my page. Like, it is completely transparent, completely honest about how we got into $104,199 worth of debt. And they were like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it now. Like, no one sat there and was like, oh, okay, well, here, let me tell you my stuff. Like, isn't that the crazy thing, though? We're more comfortable with strangers than our own friends and family? I feel like because with friends and family, we want them to think the best of us. I think so, too. Whereas with strangers, it's like... You don't know me. You don't know me. And and honestly, um, one of the people that I was telling was like, you know, this is how we get more comfortable as people talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, yes. Yeah, I know. I have said that, and I agree with that. But... I mean, I sat there and told everyone my biggest amount of debt that we had, not including the mortgage, and no one else was like, oh, well, my number <laughs> is this. My n-. Like, it's still terrifying. Yeah. So, you know. Which, you know, thinking about it, we all, like, have different backgrounds. We have, like, everybody has a different experience. I think people get fearful of it because they start comparing themselves to other people, whether it's good or bad. But, like... Everybody has their own individual experience, you know, not yeah. two lives are the same. So, like, you just got to not compare yourself to people. And, you know, I think that helps and goes a long way. And but it's so much easier said than done when you see, like, your friends getting a new car. I mean, people are still posting, like, when they buy new cars. Like, they still take pictures in front of their car and they, they do the very typical caption of, so I did a thing. And, <laughs> and it's... That's what I remember. So then I, you look at everybody else and you're like, well, maybe I should get a new car. Yeah. I remember that's when I got that first Audi. Uh, people were like, why didn't you post about it? I don't need to. Like, I, I Also, I, David doesn't post about anything. So. Yeah. See, and that's where the other thing I thought it would have been weird. And it would have been like, look at me gloating. Like, I haven't posted for five years and all of a sudden I post this car. Like, makes no sense. I think you either you did or I did for you. Uh, uh, you probably did for me. I definitely did not. Back in the day, not recently. Oh, uh, when I bought the Jetta? When you bought your... Yeah, yeah the Jetta in yeah, California. Yeah, you did. You took a picture. I took the picture, but did you I probably post posted it? that one. And so it's kind of, you know, it's crazy. Because, like, basically back back then, let's see, we're 30 now. So we were, all, like, it was nine years ago, I would say. Uh, seven years ago, 2015. Seven years ago. So, you know, every, that's when everyone was buying their first cars, like, themselves. Their parents weren't helping them because we were all, like, graduating college, our first real yeah. job, blah, 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 blah. And um, I don't know. I, to me, if I got a new car, the only way I think that I would post it would be if I paid, paid cash. cash. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> because then, and I would literally be so excited, like, I paid cash for this, which, which is Which actually, I have seen people post that, and it is cool. People that you know? Or people that uh, we follow in the DFC? People that I knew from high school, actually. Okay, okay. Shout out, Cougars. There's only, like, one person. Shout but. out, Cougar. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, it's just very... Very interesting, I think. Yeah, and I think the more that you do it, the more you get comfortable with it. But but the the big part of the reason that I created Refilling My Wallet was because I wanted to be... Like, I didn't feel like anybody cared or could relate or wanted to talk about it. So I was posting it on my main page. Like, I was talking about it. But, like, you get a different reaction from people who are, like, also being vulnerable with their finances mm. than people who are like, oh, good for you. Like, yeah. thank you. I guess like, even I if you bring that. it up, your friends and family are still like a little hesitant to talk about it. Yeah. Like you were saying, you put yours out there and other people are like... I mean, we told res- we told your family this weekend and who, yeah. how much credit card does anybody have? We, we don't know. They don't tell us. <laughs> so, I don't know. Which we're not expecting you to tell us, but... I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I Do you understand how like much I literally want to be like... Oh, how much did you pay for that? Tell me everything about it. Tell me, tell me I think you everything about your finances. Yeah, it's probably very rude, but is it rude? I don't Back know. In I the guess day, we everything. It was rude to talk about money, politics, and sex. Is it still the same? You know, 
uh, I guess we weren't as reserved growing up. Who was? We're talking about like in high school and stuff. Like I like there's like people who like quote like oh you don't bring up money politics oh, or well, sex well. at the dinner table like <laughs> these are like very like taboo topics. I would say politics we've definitely gotten away from oh, yeah. being taboo. Um, but money, people still don't want to talk about it. You know, and I think part of it might be is like maybe they're embarrassed or I'm you sure. think it's the other way around that they don't want you to feel uh, lesser than that if they are in I a feel good like financial it's both. position. I feel like it's both because people who have true wealth, they say, don't talk about it. Yeah, they don't really show like, it off I, I, I don't know. Jeff, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are at dinner parties being like, oh, uh, I've got this much in debt. <laughs> Maybe they are. That's a different type they, of... That's not your everyday person, that's though. That's not your everyday... But, like, do people do that? Like, when's the last time someone that you know talked about money, like, vulnerably? Uh, ugh, probably not Not in great detail. They may have mentioned something going on currently in their life, but not, like, putting it all out there. I agree. And even, like, home renovations, right? Like, people will talk about, oh, we're renovating this house. We're, we're getting a new kitchen. We're getting a new whatever. Well, they never say how much. But they never say how much. Um... Or if they went to debt for it or whatever. Like it, in, it's funny. I was listening to my my boss, or not my boss, the VP of my department. And he was talking about, like, doing home renovations. And he, in my mindset at least, probably is doing pretty well financially. He's the VP of the department. Um, I'm sure he's making well into the six figures. And he was talking about, like, oh, what you need to do is get a Home Depot credit card because it's zero percent interest for this long and then you just pay you know a little bit every month and i'm like that just made me want to know so much more about his Mm. finances like how much debt how much debt do you have how much of it isn't at zero percent how much are you have invested like i want yeah here's a guy going around recommending stuff and it's like where are you at financially then and it's it's hard because it's like i'm not one of those people who thinks like oh telling people to get a zero percent credit card is the worst thing in the world because honestly some people can't afford to pay cash for some of these big things if our furnace went out or you need a new fridge like you might not be able to zero percent is better than 20 percent 20 percent which is what your regular credit card might be so i mean when people say like oh well you should save for it well if you weren't prepared for your furnace to go out you kind of can't just start saving for it now and hoping it gets better and yeah whatever time so i feel like we talked about a lot of stuff in that moment yes um (laughs) okay so i don't know i just i love talking about money and i want which is partially why you created your page and podcast so now i've opened it up i i like did a soft launch do you know what a soft launch is uh yes but not in this regard so Tell me what a soft launch is in relation to a relationship. In relation to a relationship? Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so a soft launch is when you like, like, almost like preview something happening um, in your life. So in a relationship, they say like, oh, I'm going to soft launch a boyfriend. So like in the stories, you're never going to see the face, but you're going to see like, oh, love, love this place for dinner. And you're going to see two plates. And maybe like the hands of somebody else <laughs> or like you'll see like the shoes like walking by on the, the pier of sunset or what. Uh-huh. So that's a soft launch because you're basically like, let me let me lightly like bring this up without full out being like new bay. Hey, like that's you soft launch. People really do this. Yes. Some people do not show the face of their significant other until they are like engaged. Interesting. I love it. I love the dramatic reveal. I love the soft launch. I love the dramatic reveal. I'm not reveal. surprised. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Um, so I so soft why, okay. launched my my page. Okay. On my perf- my profile. So all I did was I unblocked everybody. So I might come up in their like suggested pages, but I was like, okay, let me just share like one of my posts. 
and I just shared it. And, and if you're just looking at so my post. So you shared one of the refilling my wallets on your refill, personal. Yes, in my stories. Okay. So if you're going through my story and you see it, you might just be like, oh, cool, cute quote, next, next, next. But if you're like, ooh, I love this quote, let me dive into it. You click it and you're going to see refilling my wallet, Misha, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, I soft launched. Wow. How did it go? Nobody even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to tell everybody, like, hey. I started this page. I see. Um, okay, so let's dive in. Let's dive in. The weekend. How was your weekend? Good. We had our traditional, uh, what we call Kids Week, with my mother's side of the family. And what's Kids Week? Uh, so basically, we get the, I guess, family together, whoever wants to come. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, we did it at our summer house. Or our cabin, mm-hmm. um, but we ended up selling that last year, so we had to find a new spot. So we rented a cabin on a lake in Michigan, which actually was the first time we've ever done it up there. And uh, yeah, we got together. Do you know how many there was? Was it like fifteen? Yeah, it was something like that. A lot of us. Yeah, there's probably eight or ten kids at least. Yeah. And we then, went to uh, Brooklyn, Michigan, and we were right on the lake. Like, you could walk right down to it. Yep. Um, um, so yeah, it was good. Uh, this is our second, second or third year. It's our third year. So we call it Kids Week. Do you want to tell them why you call it Kids Week? Yeah. So back in the day, uh, we actually had both my dad's side and my mom's side, like probably 20, 25 years ago. Uh, we'd get together at our summer house and it'd be a week long, like Kids Week. <laughs> so for like, the kids. Basically. For the kids. So, so I like mean, a bunch of kids. How many kids were there? Uh, pfft. 15 or 20 and then on top of like that 10 15 adults um but anyway so we'd get together we'd boat all week long we'd be at our cabins so you know there's plenty to do there we'd go spend a day at king's island um so it's just like this great get together that we had as a family and we had it every summer and it was just like you know really help connect your family you know i i don't think it's, it was basically our version of a family reunion, almost, yeah. now that I think about it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's supposed to be more focused on the kids. Um, yeah. And, it, I mean, it sort of still is, but it's more nowadays, I'd say, like, of a family get-together. I feel like it's more like the kids have grown up week. Because it's <laughs> like, it's, well, there's there's not a ton of kids kid kids not as anymore. many as there was as we yeah had. so it's like i mean ellington is one and a half um there's like a two-year-old a five-year-old four-year-old five, eight so like there's like a couple of but they're kind of far apart in age where it's like okay i'm not taking ellington to cedar point or king's island that sounds like a miserable day for me um mm. and you but so i feel like the cabin is or you know renting a house is like a good thing for now i could see like as you know the youngest kids turn to like eight we could maybe go to cedar point or king's island or something and yeah and then it would be easier because you know we've got kids in quote from 19 to one and a half (laughs) so kind of i'm sure he does not appreciate me calling him a kid but the 19 year old but yeah just sort of like a wide range to cater to so right now i think this is the best option yeah um so did it make you miss your summer house um surprisingly not too much and i think at one point my brother and i were like you know i think it was 300 bucks for each little like your your like close family um and you know we were like man it's sort of nice you can just sort of leave this place you don't have to worry about the maintenance or this or that it's like you know pack up yeah <laughs> leave your bed a mess and uh head on out yeah um and it's cool what i sort of liked about it too is like our cabin was great and we've had so many years down there it's sort of nice to check out something different yeah so and we've never really ever rented a cabin in michigan i don't think no. or if we did it was when i was a kid and you know i didn't have my own kid and stuff um we so went to a winery which we went is, to a winery you know kind of cool yeah it's a little a little tiny little winery but um it's still cool to go and I like wineries, so if, I, if there's ever one on the way, I'm always like, can we stop there? Can we stop there? So Yeah, I think some people might have missed not having a boat, so we did not. We talked about renting a boat, but we would have had to travel like 15 minutes away, and sort of what Misha was saying with like the younger kids, they need naps, and it would have been just a little 
more difficult and annoying so but they did have the lake and the place had like tubes like you can float around in yeah. and and i think we made the best of it yeah yeah so that's good it's probably a more expensive than you know our normal kids week down yeah. at the cabin but i don't know to me it was worth it to do it that way yeah i agree what so i have very strong opinions about vacationing with a child and I honestly don't believe that it exists. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of agree. I don't think agree. you can call it vacationing as much as you can call it like, how hard can I make parenting and also spend money doing it? Because... How hard, how much harder can you make parenting? That's basically, yeah, that's what I feel like I, I'm doing with myself every time. Like, let's go somewhere with Ellington and stay the night that's not at his house. Yeah, and we sort of talked about this when I went on that bachelor party. We were talking about traveling the airport, and Misha's like, yeah, like, how was your traveling? I was like, it was great. I did not have a kid to worry about, to, like, entertain, entertain and walk around and the carry. airport. And- so, yeah, I was, I was loving loving the traveling uh, solo and the airport. I know, like, I know that as Ellington gets older, it will be a lot easier. Yes. For instance, when he's sleeping through the night. Or, you Carry know, his own book bag can, and entertain himself. And he can himself. talk enough to say, like, hey, I'm hungry. Can we stop for McDonald's instead of screaming at us? Um, so it is, it, it adds, like, a whole new level of stress. I, we packed, we were gone for two nights, and not, the car was full. I thought we did okay. We probably overpacked a little we bit. We packed three bags for us. We should have been able to fit all of our stuff in one bag, but like theoretically, we had a pack and play. We had this stroller, which we never used. We had we did take the mini stroller. A ton of food, which obviously we need food, but like it's just we had to buy like these floaties for him just in case we put him in the water, and uh, it was just like it's a lot to travel with a kid. Like yeah, yeah, be prepared for everything. And you want to do something insane next year maybe so i was so one other family tradition we do on my dad's <laughs> side is that uh, before covid so wealthy over here I know. <laughs> uh we go on a cruise a family cruise every year and we have not been able to do it since covid so i'm like chomping at the literally bit. on the way up david's like i'm going on a cruise next year and I was like, <laughs> with or without you <laughs> i i would rather you go without me and i would rather solo parent for a week than take ellington on a cruise what are you so fearful about him, taking him on a cruise i do not think it would be fun at all at all like i love cruises cruises are my favorite thing to do but on a cruise there's so much to entertain him with i think it's too stimulating for him i think he'd be so overstimulated we'd have to go to bed at 7 45 dinner is at seven like that would be the one hard thing because then like you have the shows and stuff we'd miss night. we'd miss all the shows because so, what are we going to do a change his entire schedule for a week so you can't leave him in a room like by himself eh, no i'm kidding <laughs> no but it just it would be like basically you would go to the show one night and i would stay back and then the next night you would i would go and you would and that isn't fun you think a cruise would be worse than going to ireland with him yes yes really a thousand percent yes why i i'm trapped i can't it's like a small city but i can't like i i just don't if anything, it's better because you're always within walking distance of food. I was or, at walking distance every time, and I or of the hotel, your room. And <laughs> I, the thought of being trapped in that t- tiny room with him is miserable to me. Like he can't walk around. Very, there's nowhere to walk. Where is he gonna sleep? He's a baby. We're gonna pull down the things so he can roll off. They have uh, little, like, uh, things that prevent you from rolling off. Arm rails. Arm rails? You think he's going to not fall from the sky through the arm rail? (laughs) Basically, okay, on a cruise, your bed options are, like, you've got... uh, Either two singles or separate. Two singles that are separated, and there's, like, a a little end table in the middle. Or you push them together, and it makes a, like, Like a queen or a king or whatever. 
probably a queen. Anyways, and then for the kids, they pull down beds from the ceiling. And so they're like usually single like, beds. There's like two beds that they can pull down from the ceiling. Where that doesn't make you can't fit a pack and play in one of those rooms. No, so he'd probably have to sleep in our bed. Great. This sounds super fun. I can't wait to be I think board. he'd be fine. Yeah, I guess we couldn't put him up top at a two-year-old because even if we had the arm thing, he could easily crawl over. I don't think he would because he knows heights and stuff now, but it'd still be scary. Oh, the other thing is if he's not potty trained, someone told me this, if he's not potty trained, he cannot go in the pool, even in a swim diaper. That sort of makes sense. So what... That just eliminated another thing. Uh, he'll be potty You're trained over by here then. Trying to give them to like random strangers on the daycare cruise. No. <laughs> no. They're vetted, I'm sure. By whom? Uh, the cruise line. Not As we enough. know, they handled COVID great, so. No, no, no. I know, I'm joking. Then there's that one girl who like went missing on the cruise. <laughs> Amy something, I think was her name. No. Now, and the crew was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know this girl. <laughs> and then magically she's gone forever. Mm, no. She was a grown-up, but still. No. I see your point. I'm not doing a cruise. With you can go. I am more than happy for you to go. I may have to. Bon then. voyage. Back to Cuba. Here we come. That's, you have the best time. I'm not going. <laughs> Living my best life. I am not going. Okay. Um, so I wanted to ask you. Why are you staring at um, what I saw on Reddit, and it made me think of a couple things. So, do you want to do fear or problem first? Uh, we can do problem. Okay. So, what is your age, and what is your current biggest problem? My name is David, and I'm 31. Uh, my Oof. biggest problem... I feel... Uh, silly saying this, but I'm going to say it, is <laughs> calendar sorry. clutter. We have so much going on. And if you like, know me, uh, and if you know me, I very much like my weekends to like relax and not be on the go 24 mm. seven. And we've just had like, so for example, I got back from that bachelor party from San Diego this following weekend, but you got to drive three hours to michigan and do this and now you're gonna be gone this weekend so and i gotta watch ellington on my own so it's like bang 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 like (laughs) i don't get a whole lot of me time uh in this but it's good because we're hanging out with family and friends and i do appreciate those times but uh it, it can be a lot so next year do you want it to be less busy or um well, thinking about this, so so this is just the start of it. Like, the next couple months are yeah. going to be like this. So I'm trying to, as we were talking about, trying to get my thicker bread ready and mentally prepare for these things. Yeah. Because we got four weddings, or three weddings in four weeks, uh, like, in a within row. Within four weeks. Within we four have, weeks. Within four weeks, we will have to attend three weddings. Yeah. So we got that, and then two... I'm sure most of you know I'm a big Michigan football fan. And oh all these God. things being on Saturday, I'm going to miss a bunch of games. So i got to figure out how to record them and stay away from uh, <laughs> I hearing. really wish I could, like, understand this. Because as a grown-up, there's nothing that I care about so much <laughs> like you do for football. Like, there's no, like... Like, TV show that I have to watch. Even, like, Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. I have not seen the last season. Working Moms, haven't seen the last season. So, like, you I know, just I just can't do it. It's like, uh, I think it's people's, like, happy space. For those three to four hours, they get to let everything go, focus on this game, and be merry. I... I know that you are not the only person in the world like this. Some people do Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Um, I just, like, I just don't, I cannot get it. Like, you used to really be really bad about this. Like, you would be like, no, we can't go to someone's party. We have to be late to this party because Michigan's playing Cal Tuckin. I still try not to book things during their games. And it drives me nuts. (laughs) Like, I hate football season. I hate well, it. What's, what's, I wish they'd cancel it. What's crappy about it is it's only for, what, four or five months of the year? So, like, 
other other seven no. months we can do whatever. My problem is like it's not like it's winter. If they could play like December through March, go ahead. <laughs> but I'm you're missing out on the last good weekends of the year. Hey, I watch them in the garage now, so I'm enjoying the weather. I like to do things. <laughs> But well, what, so basically, what I started doing was feeling like, okay, whatever. I'm going to brunch, or I'm doing this. Yeah, in California, sort of it wasn't as bad because, like, sometimes you would get a 9 a.m. game, and so like by noon, well, you we go could do go do stuff. something. Yeah. But now it's a noon game, a two game, a seven game. Like, bro. Sorry. Imagine that's what I if love. I was like, no, we can't go do this. I need to watch America's Next Top Model for the next four hours. We can't go to a Halloween party. It's the finale of America's Next Top Model. Hey, if that's what it is, it is what it is. Don't no. No. So anyways, so yes, back to the main point. The calendar clutter, like, I do not want to be this busy next year. It's like I said. I, I'm I, torn. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's harder with Ellington. To me, the hardest part is Ellington, like making sure either he has a, someone to watch him or he's going with us, which just adds another layer to. It's just because he's so young and he's still taking like one or two naps a day, and it's he needs milk or he needs food or like whatever, and it's just another yeah. layer. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. So that's mine. What's yours? Um, so for me, I feel like right now I am struggling as a mom maintaining or keeping or having or developing friendships with other parents. Like, I feel Mm. like either we, we parent, I can't find someone who like parents similarly enough to me, or I can't find someone who is available when I'm available. Like they're equally, um, they're just unavailable on the weekends that I'm available or their kids are older and like like yes a five-year-old seven-year-old whatever is is fine I'm cool being around my friends who have older kids but I would love to have someone who has like a younger kid so that Ellington has like a a playmate playmate, of someone like of similar abilities you know like which we sort of even saw that this weekend like he hung out with the two-year-old yeah and that was like it like no Nobody else really had right. like Which too is, much interest. You know, interest in fair. Um, he's he's a two year old, not even so it's, he doesn't do much, but it's still a lot. So that's hard. And then I feel like my friends who I could really really connect with um, or like hang out with don't live in Ohio, and so that's hard for me too. Like I just I wish I lived, you know, everywhere everywhere or or (laughs) Or you guys can come to ohio it's our turn to go they've already been to ohio it's our turn to go no i mean move here nobody wants to move to ohio we're losing we're losing people (laughs) because of legislation which i won't dive into but um stupid whatever it's fine um okay next one next one okay next one um Okay, so I feel like the bulk of our um, next topic is going to be this other people's business. Yes. And I think it'll be kind of good, and I think a lot of people will either benefit from hearing it or <laughs> <laughs> can relate in some way. Gotcha. I like these ones. All right, all right. So other people's business, if you haven't listened ever, it's basically when we talk about um, other people's business and we just insert ourselves and put our advice in or, or our two cents, our opinion. <laughs> um, and yeah, we usually find them from online, like random things online. Sometimes people email us, which is always fun. Yeah, We haven't had an email. If, if anyone wants to email us, we have not had one in a long, long time. Um, refillingmywallet at gmail.com. But we'll just stick to these ones for now because we that have works. it. Okay, you ready? Yep. Okay. How do we become a team financially? My wife and I have been married for eight years. For the majority of that time, we were dirt poor. Unfortunately, during that time, we also racked up a bit of credit card debt. Now I have gotten a good job. I'm the sole earner and she stays home with the kids. We discuss our finances at the beginning of every month and we have made goals together to budget and start eliminating debt. We were even able to pay off one of her credit cards. The problem is 
though, that she overspends her budget every month on fast food and DoorDash. And in order for me to not get on her case, she has begun hiding purchases by using the credit card that we just paid off. How do I approach her about this? How do we work together with this and becoming without me becoming controlling and canceling her cards? Okay, Mr. Dramatic. (laughs) Um, Wow. I would like to say first, uh, I see that he's acknowledged, like, I don't want to be controlling of her cards um, because doing that is a form of financial abuse, which we don't tolerate here. So just going to put that out there. Um, What are your thoughts? uh, You know, one of my things I was thinking about is uh, before you read it, it was like, Yep, they're going to probably need to budget together, and that's good. They are doing that, even though he's the sole earner. You know, Both of them know what's coming in and what's going out every month, so that's yeah. good. Um, I, I do feel like that's like the, the first for anybody, like not just for this couple. Like The first step is to lay it all out, like yeah. figure out what's coming in and what needs to go out. Like that's And that can be hard for people to do, is just sit down and have a budget meeting. So they're, they've done – the hardest part is that, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I was very surprised that they uh, said that. Um, you know, a couple things comes to mind. One, I think they maybe can review their budget and see what can they eliminate. You know, I'm sure they got some subscriptions that they could probably get rid of or that they don't really we use. Probably or subscriptions we we probably have subscriptions we should be getting rid of. We probably do. I actually canceled uh, Peacock. <laughs> it was only $5 a month, but I'm like, I have not touched this since, since the Olympics. We also have our friends Peacock, and the whole reason you got it is because you didn't want to put in the password. What are you talking about? We have Peacock from our friends. Don't don't come for us, Peacock, <laughs> NBC people. No, I originally bought it because of the Olympics, because I couldn't get into our friends. And then after the Olympics ended, I still had it for like a month or two, and I was like, I don't, I don't use yeah. this. So I canceled it. So anyways, that's one of my things that uh, I'm like, We okay, had two they- Peacock subscriptions. <laughs> but the one we weren't paying for. We were using our friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways... Um, and then, uh, dang it, now I lost my train of thought. But the other thing that I'm thinking of, oh, um, so I, I think it would be hard for him to be, like, cut off. No DoorDash, no nothing. So maybe they find a middle ground. You know, if she's doing it 20 times a month, maybe we cut that in half and sort of see how things are. You're funny. I thought literally the exact opposite of what I'm you're saying. I'm not surprised. I was saying, well, maybe your DoorDash budget is too restrictive. Open it up. hey i'm helping open it up if you get rid of some of those subscriptions i mean this is what i feel like people do when they budget is they say like okay well we're gonna spend a hundred dollars a weekend and that's that and like that's not what they've been doing they haven't been spending a hundred we are a great example for of that exactly the longest time we had a 150 dollar weekend spending and it's really about double that and sometimes even more yeah so it's like people feel like oh because we throw the word budget in there budget means restriction and it doesn't like your budget is supposed to let you know the map of your money and the map of your paycheck and yes if you are like trying to cut back on things doordash is probably one of the things that can go but she's also um sounds like a stay-at-home mom i think is what it said yeah, it sounds like. Yep, it. she stays at home with the kids. So sometimes when you're home with these kids all day, you do not want to be cooking every meal. So I don't think it's absolutely ridiculous for her to like say, "Hey, realistically, I probably could order out three times a week for us." Mm. You know, they did mention fast food, but one other thing I was thinking of is DoorDash has all those fees. So maybe if she can just go get the non-fast food meals a little more frequently. I know it sucks to I load up all it. the kids and everything, but I mean, you think know about that. Firsthand, it sucks to it. Now imagine you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. You didn't even want to go get dog food today with Ellington. You were like, well, no. Well, that's because no. I got a lug a 50 pound bag of I dog know, food with them. It's just, I get it. I totally get like why people do, like, it's very convenient. DoorDash is very convenient. Imagine you're hungry and all the kids are sleeping. What are you going to do? Wake them up? Or you could order DoorDash and eat in peace for 20 minutes. I, I know. Just, I, but we're just throwing not, out ideas. This isn't the, you know, who cares? But I do think people feel like they have to, like, cut out everything. And it's and that's what he's saying. Like, oh, I don't want to, you know, become controlling and cancel all their cards. It's like, okay, that's, obviously, that's not the answer. The answer is sit down and say, like, okay, what is your realistic amount of time you could eat at door or do DoorDash? 
um, and we can put that in the budget. Or what can I do to help to make sure that like, oh, like you've got quick meals that you could just pop in the oven or pop in the microwave. Meal prep might be a good option for them. Yes, assuming someone is helping because a meal prepping is hard. Meal prepping takes a lot of like yeah, it is. time and energy and it's just a lot. But like if there's things that they can buy that might make lunchtime easier or dinner time easier, then yes. And again, if you're trying to cut back on costs, then yes, I would say sure slice the doordash out like go get it in person if that's what you have to do um but it sounds like they like make decent or he makes decent money um so oh the one bad thing i did not like is he said what she's putting back on the credit card that's why this uh credit card that's definitely not good seeing as we have overspent i think in the past couple months on stuff and it kills me that we have some credit card debt again that we've paid off I feel like I know a lot of people can relate to why she's doing that. Like she knows that they paid it off. They worked really hard. She probably um, feels like, okay, like we worked really hard to pay this off. And like, I don't want to go over budget. So I'll just use the credit card and then I'll figure out a way to pay the credit card off. And then what happens is like, that just doesn't happen. And it's, then you start to feel guilt and you start to feel you know shame towards doing it and ending up back where you are and you don't want to talk about it because if you um talk about it you're like making it a reality really and that's mm-hmm. you know hard to do especially when you you don't want the other person to be upset with you and you don't want them to like you know quote lecture you or something about like we worked really hard on this and don't make me take away your credit cards that's yeah. not productive i think the good thing is it sounds like he knows this is a problem and he's trying to address it like quickly yeah i feel like this has not been going on for a long time it just like yeah started happening and now he's trying to get it figured out so i do think like even even her getting just her own like spending budget line item might might help with that like okay you can do a hundred dollars you know a two-week time period or whatever for for whatever you need to do and it's like still giving her some control because i personally feel very strongly that stay-at-home spouses or significant others or whatever um should be getting like that money that the other person who's going out into the world is working is also their money like it is their money as well because you are not paying for childcare now because of what this other person is sacrificing by being a stay-at-home parent yeah so yeah. it's, it's it can be I can see how it would be hard to think like oh well it's his money and I I feel bad but this credit card is in my name and it's my money so it's really kind of like my problem and I don't want her to feel like that because ultimately I, it isn't her yeah, problem say, yeah. it isn't it's it's all shared yep. from the sounds of it yeah I think the good thing is that I think they have several solutions yeah so that's not one of those problems that's like oh man there's not much you can do or there's only yeah. one or two like there's several options they can do right you know if she has some other kind of uh, so I think sort of what you were saying if she has some kind of like other hobby well maybe we cut back from that and you know now you have more money for the door dash and stuff or even just like the the miscellaneous like here here you go here's a hundred bucks do with it what you want yeah and um then it doesn't have to be so restrictive of like, oh, you can only spend this on DoorDash or you can only spend this on whatever. Yeah. Um, I do think, okay, we can kind of talk, we can expand on this and talk more about like how to become a team financially because especially depending on where you are in life, it can be really hard to combine finances and then have to go to someone else with decisions, like financial decisions, like, before we had combined finances even this time period that we didn't have combined finances i was like okay well it doesn't really matter what i do with my money as long as i'm taking care of the combined bills so if i want to spend 300 dollars on something there's nothing you can do about it um and so combining finances can be really hard in that way because you're kind of losing or you can it can easily feel like you're losing control of what you can do with your money yeah and we've uh, recently experienced both sides, so I think yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so I guess what's your like number one thing that comes to mind? Okay, the number one thing I think really is like laying it all out there, figuring out what's coming in, what needs to together, go out together. together. Yeah, yes. like well, you 
some people say like, oh, I'm the I'm the CFO of the family, and like I I care more about the money, so I take charge of the money. What do you think about that? I think that's okay as long as the other person is in the know. Like they mm-hmm. have to have at least just the general idea of what's coming in and out because then they're gonna know like, you know, we have three hundred dollars a month discretionary. So when they're thinking about going to spend that two hundred dollars, they're aware that that's gonna knock out you know two thirds of their uh, yeah. discretionary. So I think I'm I'm cool with like. Oh yeah, like I, I pay the bills, I manage the accounts, like cool. But your other person has to know. I would agree with that. I think that's that's huge. Who who is the CFO in our house? You know, I sort of think we do a very much combined because you pay certain bills, I pay certain bills. Do I? Uh, I probably pay most of them. You do. I think you do pay most of the bills. Um, we got a lot of we, that's on auto like pay, and then I usually pay. Yeah. Because I get the like. I get the bills for, um, like, the electric bill. It all comes to my email, so it's just easy for me to yeah. log in and do it. I do think recently, at least recently, I've been the one who's like, pulls up the budget and is like, hey, let's do this real quick and, like, sees what we, where we're at and how we're doing. Um, but we do always, like, go over together. And yeah. I think I think that is one of the, the good things. I feel like we've said this in a hundred episodes we haven't even recorded a hundred episodes but communication is going to be key with budgeting with someone else like you have to communicate even like why are we doing this why are we trying to pay off debt why are we working towards this why are we investing so much of our income you have to communicate your goals and like the why because if you guys aren't aligned on the why you're not going to it's going to be really hard to, to get somewhere i feel like even us like sometimes we shift on our why or our our motivation of like paying off debt or investing a bunch I, like i really want to retire early and you you at one point in time are like meh whatever i don't care <laughs> and so i mean if you're working with with that it's hard it's hard yeah even with the car like all you wanted was a new fancy car. Yep. And I did not give two shits about a car. Which made it difficult. Which made it really, we really had difficult. To split finances because of it. So, I mean, episode one, if you want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I think the. Uh, I agree. It sounds like they maybe need to get on the same page of like. You know why did we pay off that credit card first um and sort of i i like what you said about like the goals so maybe even think about short term like midterm and even long term goals yeah and see if you guys are even aligned yeah and then you'll have a better idea along with your budget yeah i think the other thing too is uh like boundaries is big so i don't it sounds like it's sort of difficult because like you're saying you know the budget you don't want to be restrictive is that what you're saying but also i think you need to have like boundaries yeah so for example like one boundary that we typically have is if it's over a hundred dollars you know let's like talk about it first but um if it's below that you know and it's within our discretionary income is usually not a big deal right so and even even stuff that's under a hundred dollars we usually talk about um yeah (laughs) so well in going into that i felt like the other thing that when you're trying to become a financial team you're trying to work together you have to like be completely honest with um like the debt because that can really like you your partner might think you're making progress and you really aren't so like with her being like oh she's like hiding basically like racking up credit card debt um and i i looked into this a lot of people do this a lot of like couples with combined finances do this i looked up a report um so so i'm sorry (laughs) trying to read the statistics okay among the people who have ever combined finances two in five so 41 percent have committed a financial deception 
Ooh, 41%? 41%. Oh, um, that sounds realistic. So, and a financial deception can be like hiding a purchase or a statement or a bill from the other person, hiding cash, um, hiding a minor purchase. Um, let's see, what else did they say? Hiding a major purchase. Nearly one in five lied about finances or debt. Um, that was there. Hmm. So like one in five. So 18% of people have done that. Uh, let's see what else. That's sort of lower than I would anticipate. Yes. It says one in five are also embarrassed or fearful about their finances and didn't want their spouse to find out. So that's kind of like why they do it. Um, a quarter of the people said that they had discussed finances with their, if, if they had discussed the finances, they knew that the person would disapprove. Ah. So sort of like, I think that's a big thing though. Like imagine if we're like just dating and we're starting to get serious and I don't know what I'm getting into financially with you. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd be upset. And also I think that's like, I mean, you gotta know the good and the bad of the person, hopefully. So I think it's fair that that person needs to be honest with it. And it's hard though. It's hard because 44% of people are saying that when they did discuss a financial deception with their person, like it caused an argument and people, but people would rather avoid the argument. I'm not saying it's good to do this. I'm saying I understand why people would hide debt. Especially because, especially if you know someone is working towards a goal. So imagine, imagine I'm working towards like getting us debt free. I have my Instagram account. I'm going, I'm going. Yeah, like guys, we're almost there. And you secretly are like swiping your credit card to pay for crypto purchases or you're, you're taking out cash advances so you can go gamble. Like, I have something to tell you. Shut up. <laughs> so, but you know, that's that fear of like, me finding out and being disappointed and being upset is going to prevent you from discussing this. And maybe you think like, okay, I have a plan. And I feel like that's what a lot of people think, even individually. They're like, it's fine. I'll swipe this card. I have, how many times have we swiped a card for credit card float? And like, don't worry. It'll all work out. I have a plan. Yeah. We don't ever have a plan. Nope. And even when we do have a plan, it doesn't go as planned. So... Someone else said 50, or another survey said 53% of Americans have money secrets from their significant other. 53%? Yes. Hmm. So these are all surveys that are on the internet um, from like reliable sources. Interesting. So it's, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I think was wondering, do you think that we, are there any that we have in this moment? Um, I will say this, when we got our finances back together... You had more credit card debt than I was anticipating. <laughs> I might have reconsidered this offer. If, oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> you want to you go back? Yeah, I definitely did. I definitely did have more credit card debt. But I'd also like to remind you that Uh-oh. Ireland was on my card. Yes. Uh, 800 more, I think, than mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, But you know how much you have. So if I have 800 more than that. Uh, that was just for Ireland. The other things. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely, it, it definitely got away. From, but I did tell you when we combined finances, it was important <laughs> to you until we had combined finances. So that's, I had a plan. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Actually, that's the other thing I wanted to ask you. Do you think even if even if people have split finances, right? Do you think it's important for them to know each other's business at that point? So let's say they're married, but they have separate finances. Not if the the like combined stuff is being taken care of no mm. i guess that's the agreement you have to set up like do you i'll do me as long as we're paying our bills to me though matter. like to me you couldn't have there's nothing you could have said to me that would have been like you shouldn't have this credit card debt because i you had a forty thousand dollar car no, out there thirty thousand five hundred and whatever it was car payment like 529 i wasn't i really didn't care like in full transparency i didn't care what you thought about what i was doing with my money because you in my opinion made a terrible decision i see so is that fair is that petty is that like the responsible thing to do no but that's just honesty and vulnerability (laughs) i I don't like this i don't like this (laughs) welcome to thicker than bread get get with it um i do think when we were 
like before we started getting our finances together like like on the same page financially like we have had combined finances for a, a while um but before we were like let's make a plan for our debt i think we both were just doing whatever we wanted to with our credit cards uh yeah probably because so even though we had combined finances we had combined still, finances okay. and we knew like okay the minimum payment is whatever it is a hundred dollars two hundred dollars but like we yeah. were still spending on those credit cards and not really telling the other person like oh what we were buying i'm still like maxing out this credit card like that, that's true yeah so to be on the same financial team we had to like be like okay this is what i'm looking at and this is you know what i'm doing yeah so our limit's a hundred dollars yes oops <laughs> yeah what does that mean i just feel like sometimes when i'm like on a roll like like for the cabin i like went and bought a bunch of stuff and um it it got up there in price we do need to return some of it um because we didn't use it but I think that's actually, I think one thing that we need to work on, I think sometimes recently, I, I guess even me with the Switch, like I went off and bought that and it's a couple hundred dollars and then I think sometimes we've gone on shopping sprees and have like I, over overdid it. I do feel like my shopping sprees are like for the collective. Your uh-huh. Switch is for you. The the Everything I bought for the, the lake was for the family. And same with like if he if he needs clothes if ellington needs clothes like i'm just gonna buy the clothes i wish you guys uh could see my face right now because i'm sort of laughing about the switch because i was gonna buy one that does not hook up to the tv which is way cheaper and you're like you gotta get one that hooks up but to the i just TV don't understand so we can both why play. you wouldn't get and I have, <laughs> you are buying dumb games where is my animal crossing that's hey, the zelda game is a great game <laughs> who, who bought a $60 game and failed to tell me the games were $60? It's under the $100 threshold. Uh, it is, and I tried to get it used for 45 but they didn't have any. <laughs> so I tried. I wish you guys could see my face right now because I'm looking at him. <laughs> I feel like the point of this is even if you are a financial team, you're still going to have some disagreements. And you are. You're not going to like everything the other person buys or does. Like if they want to buy you know these shoes that you don't understand or like some electronic um cards whatever it is yeah you know i think too i will say i think we both enjoyed this of like when we did have split money uh while i had the car it sort of was nice not to be like hey i'm gonna go buy this we just were able to do it i did like that but also but that led to us getting back into credit card debt yep yep (laughs) it sure did but we are officially under nine thousand and credit card debt again which oh, i know is a I lot i know it's number. a lot but like we were up we were over ten thousand. you know what's frustrating is when i bought that car and i i knew that i may uh, it may go south is um i had a mind my mind i was like okay if the car is the only like debt yeah. that we take on i can live with that because you know it's it is what it is but the fact that we now have this other car payment i mean we did chop off like 10 or 12 grand switching to this car but uh like it it kills me that uh we did the car and went into some more credit card debt again and i think honestly part of it was we both got that freedom of like i no longer have to be like gonna do this yeah and we both sort of honestly the only credit card debt i really have on my card is from ireland because i failed I could have paid for it and paid it off, but I didn't, and yeah. now here I am. And Well, I think a lot of mine, I had to buy a couple of plane tickets. I did Ireland. Um, We've had so daycare, much travel this year. Like, the daycare kind of piled up, and I, like, was messing that up, like, paying it off. Like, I was, like, taking your money and, like, paying it and then trying to fund it. It was not good. I wasn't doing a great you know job budgeting crazy. on my own. I was going to say, it was your budgeting on your own was a wreck um yeah <laughs> it's funny because you'd be like what's like what's going on can you look at this it's just crazy you like lost all sense of <laughs> the I, budgeting. i need the like uh, unfortunately i need the accountability of a person to be like hey slow down like stop but i i don't say this so that you do it as well i don't regret it 
I know you don't love it. Really? I don't regret it. I no. Do. First of all, I had a great time in Ireland. I had a great time at Disney. I had a great time. Like, I went on a bachelorette party in Mexico. Like, I had a great time. I I can't. Like, before, I was spending money on, like, brunch and food and A couple of years bars. ago, you were saying. And, our yeah, first credit like, card. Like, my first credit card. And this one was, like, these were all experiences. Like, I got to go to Chicago for my birthday with my friends. Like, um,. I think the good thing is, too, we've, um, since getting back together with the finances, we've had, uh, like, we've been able to cash flow, like, the bachelor parties I've been going to, uh, you're about to go to one, and we should be able to cash flow that, so, we, it's crazy, we are stronger together as a unit when it comes to finances versus individual. Yes, I would agree with that. And I've always believed that. Um, is that why you got the billion dollar car? No. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it's um i don't know i will say in a car update i've now had this one for ooh, almost two months i think i like it. it i like it too it definitely does not uh have the bells and whistles that my other one had but i'm sort of living with it and i'm okay with it you're insane i love this car more than the other one i know you do i don't know i don't know how you don't go out there every day and be like this car is way cooler than my last car like no it doesn't have the little numbers or the directions or whatever like on the on the window but it's it's sizable it feels very comfortable like being up high to me like we've been able to move my standing desk um well that's part of the reason we wanted an suv is because we got things that we buy and we always struggle to figure out how to get them home yeah and, a stranger uh, has our address because we couldn't get a grill home <laughs> which i'm pretty sure i paid for on a credit card ah oh <laughs> so anyways we are chipping back at it not as much as i'd like but like i said we're cash flowing these trips and our we've talked about this before so like talking about goals our goal is to just cash flow the rest of these weddings and all this stuff we have until december and then maybe next year we can start throttling down on getting the credit card debt paid off and hopefully by that point we'll know about our student loans too oh yeah the joseph robinette said wednesday oh really oh that's tomorrow okay joseph robinette has been saying next week i'm gonna take a decision i need to know because we gotta put it in the budget if they're back on someone said that and i don't know how true this is so like you know if there's like a little fact check noise that we could just throw in this app um that the the student loan providers are supposed to contact you six times before the they like start charging you like start a bill which is why like previously they would email us like hey you're gonna owe a payment in a a month hey you're gonna owe a payment in a month like they're supposed to like with this deferment they're supposed to contact you like six times oh and be like it's coming get ready because remember like the last time this happened they kept being like don't forget, student loan payments are going to start back up. Your deferment's going to end. Your Ooh. forbearance. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. And they anything. haven't said anything. And, like, this isn't, what, eight days? Well, maybe those, maybe those previous ones count towards this. I don't think so. I don't know. This is made up. Like, I don't know enough information to, like, really show. You should be not talking about this because I don't have the full facts. But, um... Something to look into, I guess. We'll see, I guess. Like... Yeah, you know, I, uh, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna push them. I know where people are worried about a recession. I think if we are like deep in that, then he, then it probably would. But I honestly don't know if they're gonna get pushed again. Which honestly, if they don't, we need to start paying them off. So. Eh, no, I don't. I paid enough. <laughs> and so have you. Yes. <laughs> okay, maybe not enough, but w- shouldn't be where it is. Which we've we've talked about before. We've talked about it before. It's another topic that gets me a little bit, yeah, um, itchy. I'll say. <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else on like being a team? Um, what, what if like one person really doesn't want to be on board? Uh, well, that that was us. You weren't on board for the car, so yeah. we. So I guess that's the thing. If you know, if you can't get it worked out, then have your separate finances, and see how it is. You know, try both sides of the puzzle. We there, There's pros and cons to each side. I yeah. can see how people are married and they're like, nope, we don't share finances. I like 100% understand that. I can yeah. see why. But it, uh, for us, I think we're definitely better together. 
We are. And for the most part, our, and for yeah, for the most part, our goals are still the same. So honestly, maybe when we get to a certain point, maybe we'll split them again. You know. You think? I don't think we should do that. I don't think so either. <laughs> but you know, I might get the car itch again. And you're yeah. not allowed to talk about the car until Ellington is five in one day. Is that <laughs> you talking about the car? It is not. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find anything about this rule, but I do know in July they were told to like. Maybe we'll look it up like and talk stop. about it next episode. Maybe they'll be paid off yeah. next episode. Mm-mm-mm. That twenty grand between us would be nice. That definitely uh, sort of recoup our loss of uh, <laughs> the like, fiasco. It would be good because, like, my loans. If if it was ten thousand, my loans would be gone. Um, you would have. We probably won't even get ten thousand for yours because yours are less than that. Yeah. So, well, I think can you share just, me some? I don't think so. Is it uh, twenty combined per household? For, no. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Something to student. Loan. Oh, the sucky thing, which like not sucky but sucky, is like these student loans have been on forbearance for like two years. So, like day to day, month to month, paycheck to paycheck, it's not going to make a difference to us if it's gone. Uh, like if if tomorrow they oh, rele- erase ten grand of my debt and they erase ten grand of your debt, like paycheck to paycheck, it's not like oh good we get a hundred and sixty nine dollars back for mine. Like oh, we see. haven't put that in the budget in so long yeah. that like our budgets have it's gonna suck it's if gonna we suck. do have to put yes. put them back in. That's when it's gonna suck. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Ooh man, I might have to save this one for next time. We're at like an hour. We'll save it for next time. It's a good one. It's yeah? a good one. It, what is it? A uh, other people's business? It's another people's business. Ooh, all right. Let's talk about it next time. Okay. I think we'll. We should I'll actually tease maybe tease it. Okay. No, okay. I won't tease it because then you can look it up. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, fam. But it's about it's about a couple spat with Ooh. money, you know, and mortgages. Oh. And should someone do or do not something? Come Great. back next week. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> which we actually might be able to relate to that one. Mm-hmm. We've sort of talked about some mortgage stuff recently. Um, I do not think we'll be able to relate to this, but... No. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. So, yeah. Um, also, I have 22 miles to E in my car. So Nice. You had to get back and record a podcast. I had to get back and record the podcast. Look All at right. that dedication. Okay, so um, we don't have an ending for Thicker Bread, um, but I will say if you want to follow me... I'm still refilling my wallet. My name's still Misha. Um, and I'm David. And he's David. I'm and not really online. He doesn't do social media. <laughs> but, uh... You know, uh, here's our ending. Life's a shit sandwich. No, that's not the <laughs> ending. I'm not saying that ever again. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get this bread. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, guys. <laughs>